Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That's right, Colin, but it's not going to be a, a, a James and Colin solo mission here uh, this time. You mean we're getting the, the band together? You were getting the band together. The quartet is, is, is coming together. We have uh, Pete and Andy from Marvel Movie Minute with us uh, for this episode and others coming up. Hi, mm-hmm. Pete and Andy. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Glad to be here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Here's the, let's, let's just really quick call out the elephant in the room that has been... Uh, I've, been I've been really excited about you... Your show is also in the middle of covering and recording about Captain America. Is this is this correct or incorrect? That is correct. In this Love in that. this timeline. Yeah. In this time right, mm-hmm. exactly. Um and so uh I've been feeling very like uh coming like I'm having you over to show you the things you've already talked about. <laughs> like okay, let me present to you something that you are already doing in your way, but in my way, just and then you you will sit there and no, I I'm just really excited to have you. Can we can we put you at ease just a little bit because we're sure. we're recording uh, many 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 dozens of minutes right now before <laughs> this one, right. so That's good. That's we consider good. this like right. pregame. So we we don't know anything at, at this point. Perfect. So, yeah. Perfect. So anything I subliminally slip into this session uh, will come out in your recording. It's, it's possible. Right. Yeah. It, it's possible. Great, it might. great, great. Yeah. Great, so great, I'm, great, we're great. sorry about that. In our conversation. Right. In, the, in the past, in the, in the future. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question before we get into the scene, because uh, James, we usually, James, no, let me try this again. I don't know why I said two James. James and I usually have yes. two questions that we ask uh, people when they uh, first uh, appear on our show. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and ask the first one, which is, what is your uh, like Marvel past and history and experience? Like how, like, you know, basically like when did you first get into Marvel or comic books in general? And then up until this moment, uh, you know, I, I started reading comics uh, when I was young and it wasn't necess- it wasn't Marvel um, intentionally, but I, I certainly ended up reading a lot of Marvel. I was reading a lot of um, you know, it's was, it was kind of the progression. Like when I was really young, my parents were buying me things like the Bugs Bunny and the Walt Disney comics mm. and things like that. Mm, and, sure. And uh, then I was a little older and I was getting the droids comics and things. And then I moved into Spider-Man because he was my favorite. And and that was kind of where I, I, I really focused my comic energies was Spider-Man. And, and then it was just Good dabbling choice. in a bunch of different things. But largely, I stuck with Spider-Man for a very long time. Although I did get uh, into Transformers right out of the gate with issue number one. Still have it. So I was very happy with that. Very nice. And then I I guess it was just kind of like, you know, I I kind of drifted from all of that for a while. And then I came back into it largely because of the movies, you know. And and, I mean, I enjoyed enjoyed the first two two X-Men movies. (laughs) And then Mm. I, I, you know, random things here and there that would pop up, just kind of the odds and ends that, that was coming out of Marvel at the time. And then with Iron Man, I mean, it really just like, God, this is fantastic. I, I love that film. And I, I really enjoyed seeing what they were doing. And um, I mean, it certainly has had uh, peaks and valleys, but seeing what they were doing and, and the way that they were building to kind of that culmination at the end of phase three was uh, incredibly rewarding. And so that just for me was uh, just an absolute highlight. And, and as I've been doing this show, I have gotten back into reading a lot of comics and stuff. And I read a ton of Iron Man a ton of Hulk, uh, Thor, and you know now with this uh, show, I've been reading more of Captain America. So it's been fun, kind of digging back into a lot of those old stories and seeing where they came up came up with a lot of these ideas and these characters. For for sure, for sure. I uh, I was a big fan of the TRS eighty uh, Whiz Kids line from Radio Shack. I don't know if you ever saw that. That was a, a promotional <laughs> tie-in. It was like the first comic I ever had. I still have it. That's why I got up a minute ago because I wanted to see if I could find it for show and tell. <laughs> I still have like the TRS-80 promotional 
comic number one because I was <laughs> that kind of nerd that loved the comic and the cassette tape based computer system that it was promoting. And it was the Whoa. hero kept like solving the problems with this cassette tape. Wait, let me rewind. <laughs> let me go back to that line. So it was amazing. Um, I was I was a Spider-Man Daredevil kid. I mean, mostly kid of the 80s. Um, my X-Men, uh, my X-Man was Nightcrawler. Like, I was that guy, so I would always, like, every Saturday morning, I was at the arcade, and I was only playing Nightcrawler in the side-scroller X-Men game. My favorite thing, favorite thing in the whole world. Um, So I didn't really get into the the Marvel characters that we're talking about on our show until much, much later. Um, And Oh, and, of course, G.I. Joe and Transformers. Those were kind of my central comics. I'm with Andy. I've got a ton of, I had a ton of, uh, Transformers stuff. So lit my yeah. bedroom on fire, doing a, a stunt sequence between my GI Joes, oh. my Joes, <laughs> my Transformers. They had partnership, and oh nice, yeah. Snake Eyes had a munitions uh, accident and lit my <laughs> my bed, my comforter on fire. He was he was awful. He was the worst. I did yeah. I did I, I did the similar in my backyard, except it was. I didn't know much about pipes in as a child, and so oh. I I built. A whole Ewok. I said, "What if it snowed on Endor?" And I built a whole uh, winter l- uh, land for the Ewoks to live in. And I had this place where they were all the toys and everything. I didn't know enough about pipes, and I thought, you know, it'd be awesome if I if I took the hose and I actually used the water and I used this to kind of create an ice village. And so I created this whole ice village in my backyard, which was fantastic because I was like, "Wow, the hose works!" Like all of this stuff. Little did I know that it was going to. Uh, break the pipe and it ruptured the pipe and flooded our entire basement. So that was that was a big learning curve for me at that age. Oh. But uh, but it looked awesome. Episode one hundred and five. Andy it faces <laughs> homeownership. <laughs> I know I've got my comeuppance with my kids one of these days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, I trapped a cyborg inside a pool and uh, then later used it to uh, uh, commit crimes. But uh, that's a whole. That's, that's a different story. For a different that's time. very different. We'll put that um, another podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right. The scientists were not. Um, uh, before we get into the show, of course, since you guys are here from your podcast, can you give us a little like uh, rundown of what your show uh, is and where people can find it? Absolutely. Yeah, the Marvel Movie Minute is uh, <laughs> very similar to this show. We are breaking mm-hmm. down the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, but we're doing it one minute at a time going through films in film order. So started with Iron Man. We are currently in season five, Captain America, the first Avenger. And um, yeah, we just break the film into one minute segments. Like, I mean, if you're familiar with the movies by minutes format, there are hundreds of movies by minutes podcasts out there now. And ours is one of them. Um, but we are doing the MCU and uh, you can learn more about our show and download all the back episodes and, and check it all out at movie uh, or marvelmovieminute.com. Excellent. And uh, listeners of this show will definitely know the movie by minute format from James Anderson here, Mm. also doing uh, multiple movie by minute podcasts. Yes. Shows. I don't know why I'm like struggling to get that. It's (laughs) it's a lot of movie by the minute, like like multiple times. Um, Yes. Uh, But thank you for that. That's perfect. And now, James, ask the questions. So I think you've got a synopsis. Yeah, here's here comes a synopsis. Uh, we're going to be uh, uh, talking about Captain America, the first Avenger. We're going to start at one hour, eight minutes and 47 seconds. We're going to end at one hour, 12 minutes and three seconds. Uh, nice, tasty three and a half minute segment here. And here's what happens. Phillips dictates a letter to Brant about Steve being killed in action. Carter comes in and says that there's no sign of Rogers or the 107th. Phillips says that Carter, unlike Stark, is neither rich nor the Army's number one rep- weapons contractor, so she has nothing backing her, backing up her brash behavior that got America's golden boy and a lot of other good men killed because she had a crush. She says that it wasn't a crush, it was faith. As he tells her that faith is going to shut the, that her faith is going to shut the 107th down, a commotion kicks up outside. Carter and Phillips go out to investigate as Rogers and the rest of the 107th POWs come marching into the camp along with some confiscated Hydra weapons like the tank that Dugan and Jones stole. The group walk up to Phillips and Rogers, the group walk up to Phillips, and Rogers says that some people need medical attention, and he is turning himself in for disciplinary action. Phillips says that that won't be necessary. 
a cheer goes up for Captain America as Steve and Peggy stare intensely into each other's eyes. And we pull back as the crowd, uh, which is huge, uh, Mm -hmm. is all clamoring around uh, Steve and Peggy. Um, Before we get into anything, I I, I really just I really just brought some uh, brought some some questions for you guys. Uh, But before we get into those. Was there anything about this uh, segment uh, that you, any of you, probably the guest first, Colin, just just calm down, <laughs> um, wanted to talk about or bring up or point out uh, before we get into uh, some specific questions? Pete. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. That's a hot question, Andy. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to... Uh, to a character that we've talked about, uh, we've only recently talked about, Gilmore Hodge. I'm, I'm looking forward to <laughs> this is a Hodge on. moment. Let's try little Gilmore. Yep. Uh, so that'll be fun. And you know, I also I, I'm looking forward to having a uh, some conversation about the um, the relationship, the working relationship between Colonel Phillips and Agent Carter as we kind of yeah. explore this scene. So yeah, there's definitely some uh, interesting elements happening in this well, particular scene. Yeah, and I, I think sure. just in terms of, you know, we, we're often, uh, this movie is loaded with awesome hero moments, and this is one of them, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of unappreciated because we also have, I could do this all day, and, you know, we have these kinds right. of moments, but this one, the, the return to camp is amazing, and uh, the reveal yeah. is great, it's shot well, it looks great, so, yeah, it, it's For one of sure. my faves, yeah. It is definitely, like... I think it's one of the things where, like, one of the strongest things that I think Marvel does is when they go and lean very heavily into a different genre for, you know, for, like, for their shots. Like, you know, I think specifically about, like, how Shang-Chi really broke the mold on how they filmed certain scenes uh, from how other Marvel films went and instead went for more traditional, um, you know, martial arts uh, styled movies. and like this is that same thing. Like they, uh, I love that it is almost exactly what his war propaganda films were like, but then actually more regal. Right. Like when he yeah. actually walks up, which is Down very to the fun. Shot. Yes, right? almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Almost directly. It's just like with way more people because like right. when they're on that little moving walkway, there's like ten people yeah. maximum. Yeah. And uh, here it's like, oh, this is an actual forest, and you can have a hundred people walk up. Yeah. Um, and that scene, by the way, like where he where he does walk up, I mean, it's the whole scene has this underlying music, uh, but this mm. part in particular has the score of "Triumphant Return" by Alan Silvestri, uh, yeah. which uh, is it features the main Captain America theme, the bum 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 bum, right? Bum. I keep always missing that note. Uh, <laughs> and then there's also a lot of vamping, which I think is very fun. Like it's very musical theater where they have this bit where it's like. 30 seconds of them just be like, do, 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 do. It's like like nothing (laughs) happening at all. And then it kicks back up into something much more uh, large. Um, I also, I also had written down something about Gilmore Hodge, which was just the, the, I love that he walks out and he's like, what? Oh man. I mean, good, but boy, like, (laughs) God, uh, like you can see the real turmoil on that man's face in that moment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a great payoff for the character. It's like the Scooby-Doo villain, you know, curse you yeah, kids. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <gasps> like, you took off the, Gil- the Gilmore Hodge mask and yeah. it was just Gilmore Hodge. It's Hodge all just the way down. <laughs> little Gilly uh, Hodge. <laughs> little Gilly I, Hodge. I had two more notes, let's see. Uh, and that is, oh, sorry, three. Sebastian Stan looks uh, unbelievably scrawny in this scene. Really scrawny, And yeah. I get that it's because they were just, like, you know, prisoners of war, but I don't feel like they were prisoners of war for, like a full year. You know what I mean? So it's like really weird that even in previous scenes where we've seen him, he has looked much buffer and he will again later. I I feel like this has to have been one of the first things they filmed with him in it. Oh, because he looks like it is. I mean, granted Chris Evans also in this film compared to like how Sebastian Stan will look later. I get it. But like when they are standing side by side, walking into the camp, I was like, he looks so frail. Like a different is, guy. Yeah, yeah. like it, exactly. He looks very weird. It's very different. Yeah. Um, and I, it's it's so weird to see like how how small he is and then how big he's going to end up getting. Um, the moment where Phillips shows that he's proud of Cap, I think is very wholesome because one thing that we have mentioned on this show a lot is how much Phillips loves to be like the 
gruff commander, but like he actually does have like a heart of gold, which yeah. is very, which is very, um, um, Tommy Lee Jones. Thank you. I was like, I, I almost said Phillips again. I was like, that's not right. his name. <laughs> that's <laughs> not his real Phillips. name. Yeah. So I think there's that. And then finally, my name came from like my name on the Zoom call, which is uh, Bucky mm. the Cap Lock, came from my one of my favorite parts of this scene, which is Cap and Peggy are having a moment. They are making eyes at each other. The tension is very high. Bucky turns, sees that, and then goes, let's hear it for Captain America. <laughs> so he interrupts their moment just to say, let's stop that, which I think is hilarious. It's the first It's the first time he's actually seen Steve with a woman, like in, that's, in, that's in true his capacity. Because well. Bonnie, Bonnie and Connie certainly had no interest in him. Yeah. Absolutely not. Right. Now, granted, they weren't around long enough. If they've just true. waited a few more minutes and gone to Project Rebirth, they might have seen something different. Um <laughs> But uh, it's also great because everyone cheers in that moment, right? And they start to zoom out, and they, you see the grand scheme of that. Everybody cheers in that scene except for three people. I'm going to assume that you all know who two of them are, right? Which is Cap and Peggy, right? Because they right. are still just, you know, right? Do you know who the third person is that doesn't clap whatsoever and is standing directly behind Captain Rogers? So it is very apparent. It's um, I dum dum, right? Yes. Dum Dum Dugan just stands there. Oh, yeah. He's on camera. Everyone's like, yeah. And he goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, he is a Dum Dum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. the name. And I had never noticed it until today. And this is probably like my fourth or fifth, you know, time seeing that scene in my life. And so it's just so funny that like today was the day where I went, he's doing nothing. Like. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, and he's like, I already patted him on yeah, the back. What else? What else do you need from me? I, I, yeah. I think um, Marita also, who's standing next to him, is also not. Uh, oh, really? I, I think couldn't both quite of them tell. Are, I think it's it's interesting, and I bet if we were able to see the rest of uh, of the Howling Commandos, like mm. because they are specific characters, like you know, uh, I'm blanking on the Frenchie's name, but I, you know, like Dernier. Yeah, 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 they are kind of like standing there. I, I guess because they're different characters, they are specific characters, and yeah. they're like, "What is all this recognition for this? Who is this Captain America guy?" Because yeah, yeah. because they've been, I don't know, I I I don't know. Is there a determination as to how long they were in there? Because they certainly were like surprised by this this particular character. Oh, I you're saying like they was... didn't know who he was at all? They hadn't yeah. seen any yeah. of the propaganda. Captain and, America, yeah. the actor, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, but we had. We had talked about um, Steve assumes that they've seen the movies because when they're like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'm who are you supposed to be?" I'm I'm Captain America. Like he's like you you know from the hit film Captain America walking down the street. <laughs> right. Um, Let's just be clear, and, it's not the one from 1979. That's, that's no, 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 of course not. Sorry, no. we love talking about um, that one. Does that is that <laughs> going to get Alton. chronological treatment? Because I'll be here for that. Now I will say. Quick plug while Colin looks to see how long they've been captured. Uh, Colin does a, uh, it's a it's a short video that he puts on YouTube and uh, on on TikTok called Alternative Timeline Scavengers, where he's going through the other movies and that weren't in the MCU. Weren't and he has definitely covered both of the, uh, all three of the Cap movies. Yeah. Three? Uh, two, two of the three. One of them I cannot find a hmm. public access version of it and i'm not going to pay 20 bucks to watch the, the is that the second the, of the tv ones yeah yes yeah because yeah. i think i think that you only could get it if you happen to buy the dvd when it came out because i think it's out of print. yeah mm. so i'm i'm hoping someone will eventually rip it and put it on the internet somewhere where people can watch it which is how i got to watch the never published 1994 fantastic four movie if you can even call it a movie i got uh, i got that one in my collection bad. it's yeah. real bad <laughs> It's it's rough. <laughs> Look at you guys, my Fantastic Four. Oh, Fantastic oh my God. It's so bad. I forgot about that until you, that was the fact that they walk up Mom. to that door and he goes, "Hi, Mrs. Storm. Can Susie and Johnny yeah. go to outer space?" It's like, what is that line delivery? It's it's so Just mad. Discover your tones, children. I know. We're all gonna have different ones. Uh, and then, uh, fast change of pace here. But going back to a question in, uh, on hand. Uh, there is no indication as to when they were, uh, when they became prisoners of war. It just says that uh, that all of the uh, Howling Commandos were saved along with 394 other soldiers, which I feel like there was 
not that many that made it back to the camp. Well, sure. Some of them got, you know, vaporized. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, like, still, surely not 200 of them, right? I don't know. I mean, I guess uh-huh. maybe, who knows, maybe they went by other bases on the way there. I don't know. Um, who knows? Yeah, yeah interesting. Who knows? Um, it looks and like I guess the Battle of Asano was in October, so. so maybe they've been there for about a month. Well, because it's the third, he, uh, Phillips right. says. Right, So we, exactly. know, we know that. The third of which month, right. do you know? Is this no, November? November? Yeah. So it's actually, I think right. it's actually the fourth because he's saying he was killed in action on the on third. The third on the he third. goes and right, the attack right. on the on the Hydra base is on is on November third. Well, we don't know how long how long of the walk is, right? Because right. So. Well, they, they, it's thirty miles or okay. fifty kilometers. So it could be well, a thirty day. miles in this universe, I guess. Yeah. Fifty kilometers in the what if universe, where Steve's so trying guess, to impress Peggy yeah. Carter with his metric skills, which <laughs> isn't unimpressive. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Um, I actually. Have I want to go? I'm going to skip to uh, question number three because mm. it's that kind of wild, you know, by the seat of our pants sort of, sort of show. Uh, I want to talk about Hodge's expression, his reaction to seeing the Hail the Conquering Heroes here. Mm-hmm. And here's my here's my my question: Is Hodge's reaction expressing, "Oh crap, I hope he'd die," or "Oh wow, <laughs> they did it, I can't believe it," or "Great, another feather in Rogers's cap." Or something, you know, yeah. number, or option number four, other, D- fill in the blank. It's definitely, it, it's definitely yeah. this thing of, God, this guy again? Like, yeah. like I mean, he showed him up in camp and uh, got the, got to use the super soldier serum and everything. And, and, and Hodge only, you know, got to just, you know, become a regular old private. And here he is. And right. um, yeah, and, and this guy, now I will say there was probably a period that we don't see of Hodge just seeing all the Captain America footage and just, yeah. and, and laughing about, yeah, yeah see, that's, right. that's, that's, that's right. what you get, you know, right. uh, but this right. is that moment where all of a sudden it's kind of like his final come up. And it's like, ah, oh, crap. Cause, I could have just hero. the day before he was calling him Tinkerbell. Right. You know, <laughs> right. and then now here right. he comes in saving 400 of his compatriots. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. You know what's even the Tinkerbell. You know what I like even more is he's he's all all of the above is true, and every time we see him, his reputation suffers even more. Such that in this (laughs) sequence, another soldier nearly knocks him over trying to get out (laughs) past him, like shoulder checks him to get past him. Like I'm, I there is some level Hodge is saying one does not shoulder check the Hodge, right? Like one does not do that lightly, but they do now because he is just the worst. And every time we see his face, he is a greater candidate for a a neck punch. You know, I'd like, I'd like to think, I'd like to think that if the camera kept pulling out, we would also see that Hodge was not applauding as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. I, I I was noticing that it was just about the people who were on camera. He is definitely at the back of the group because he does not care. And he's he's probably <laughs> I, arms no, crossed. Is this their part of you thinking like he has his towel over his shoulder? Like, has he become the lonely, sad guy who just goes to the shower while everybody's celebrating? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. maybe he just needs to, uh, quiet time. Yeah. To, to the surprise Which is of, okay. of no. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to the surprise of no listeners, I hope that it's more of a Johnny Lawrence at the end of Karate Kid or like Val Kilmer at the end of Top Gun. It's like, you sure can rescue 107th Division soldiers. And they give each other like a, like a, you know, yeah. clasping that handshake. Clasping handshake. That, you yeah. know, I it think it's a little bit of just kill all the next day because we never see them. <laughs> I mean, that's also very War, possible. Baby. I mean, like. I know, that's the, uh, I mean, it's like one of the, um. One of the guys in the Howling Commandos dies like two or three days before the war ends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember which one, but I, I remember reading up about it when trying to figure something out about Agent Carter and the Howling Commandos we see there right. and trying to figure out what happened to some of the ones that we don't see again. Uh, but the thing about Hodge as well is that, like, I think that it is definitely all of the above, but I think that you are, I think it's like, Hodge maybe is more complicated than we give him credit for. I think <laughs> it is very much a frustration of that could have been me. Yeah. But I also wonder if for a brief moment, because of the way he his face sort of falls, I wonder if there's a silent recognition of, but it couldn't have been me. Like, I don't think if, I think he knows that he couldn't have done what Rogers just did. Yeah. You wow, know, that's... so I think that he's. He's still skinny. 
Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. Still, I, I, I could still take him. But <laughs> yeah. no, no, but good job. Good job. There's a what if episode in the, in the can that there's just begging yeah. to deal with what if Hodge made something of himself. Now, I would I would find it to be very fun if every what if season starting off with what if this person became Captain America <laughs> instead of right. Steve Rogers. So if season two right. starts off with what if Hodge became and he just dies immediately, basically, right. like I think that that would that would be he falls fun. off the stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they hit him with one of those. He's on the treadmill and he just falls off. <laughs> yeah. Would Would yeah. Erskine be the next one? I'll just do it to myself. What if I can't find anybody else? I'll do it myself. Yavol. That would rule. I love that. <laughs> if Stanley the Tooch, yeah, got out there with well, like a that's... shield, what would his logo be? Oh, it'd be an atom. It'd be like a, an oh, atom. Go. Oh, that's good. No, that's that's really yeah, good. That, that atom, that's but good. in the shape of an A, like a, the atom where it's kind of still. Captain at America. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That doesn't. That no, doesn't. no, no, no. He's like, it works. Trust me. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm a People super soldier. Will get it. I, they will understand. One it's of the things so that has good. been enhanced is my market. Of- I, I hope he wields like a bottle of schnapps as he runs around. <laughs> yeah. <too>. yeah. <laughs> he always has a shield, but two glasses and a bottle right. of schnapps in every war, every battle. And scene. it's so disappointing to him because he can't get drunk. He's like, he's like, this is, is such a waste. Just <laughs> chugging it. A, yes. He throws yeah. like a Molotov. A Molotov Schnapptail and tries to catch it again it's because yeah. he missed okay. drinking it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he Takes does is go around and want to feel something. Yeah. And drink it. Uh, I like this Excellent. alcohol, like Captain America that we've created. This is, yeah. this is um, great. <laughs> the real Captain America, barrel aged. Um, all right, so let's go back up to um, number one here. Um, oh, before we get into that, let me have a brief interlude. I am of the opinion that this could have been the ending to a, di- a different movie. This is like the last or second to last scene of it. Like the camera yeah. pulls out. Maybe we go on to the next scene, but like the credits are starting to roll. If this is like an eighties movie or like a, an episode of um, like a, uh, like an Indiana Jones style, like it's like a more of a serial sort of feel to it. Or like a star Wars sort of deal where it's like, yay, they won. Yeah. I mean, the war is still going, but don't worry. We got more movies coming. Yeah, we, don't worry we about it. We saved everybody who's important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And the end of the credits, it says Red Skull will return. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like something like and that. They sure have a big enough like <laughs> pyrotechnic sequence right before, right? Like yeah, the exactly, whole escape, yeah. it's a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you got, the, you got the little cute moment between the, the hero and the heroine at the end. Yeah. You've got mm-hmm. the cute line from the sidekick. Uh, you know, yeah, it's all it all exactly. is set up perfectly. Chewie roars to the crowd. The crowd <laughs> roars. Turns out that Captain he doesn't America get a medal. Colonel Agent puts Carter's <laughs> brother and sister. Yeah. All this stuff. Um, so uh, the other thing that that struck me is in. It's hard for me not to read Bucky's uh, "Hey, hey, let's hear it for Captain America" as really sarcastic. I know he doesn't yeah. mean it that way, but his face is like, "Hey." Let's hear it for Captain America. <laughs> I know he's tired because they literally like, hey, wake up. Let's jump across fire and then walk 30 miles. Ready, go. Um, but he looks like he is, like the brainwashing has already taken effect and he's this close to killing someone. Like <laughs> a big crowd. Great. Cool. Let's yeah. uh, let yeah. everyone look over there. And he just goes off to someone to Hodge's bunk. I was just going to say, yeah, it turns out he and Hodge have, have become buddies. Yeah, they've, they've become buddies in the, in the time that he was gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does I look think so that that's pissed. still it's the, so I, th- yeah. I still think it's the, wait a minute, the girl's looking at him and yeah. no, 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 <laughs> I, I'm stopping this. Hey, everybody get like, let's, let's, let's ruin this moment for them. This is, hey, this is everyone, even, even you two. Hey. Look at me. Look at me. Right. It's Bucky. It's your mascot. Hey, everybody remember me? Mascot of the camp. And they're like, stop trying to make that a thing. Man. A person can't be a mascot. What, Go do pull-ups. What, can we, um, what is the extent to which you have talked about the, the Agent Carter, Steve Rogers uh, romantic relationship so far? We have talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of them in the car ride, 
uh, yep. her touching his chest mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. sort of the mirror image of that in the Captain Carter scenes that we've done so far up until this point in the same plot lines as that. Um, sort of a not will they won't they so much as a when not yet. OK, yeah. see, not I yet. was I'm I'm in in constant trouble for this because I for where <laughs> we are on our show, I'm I'm the guy who has been saying all along, no, no, no. She doesn't know she digs him yet. Everything she's doing is for science, right? <laughs> I am giving him the eye because he's the one for science and I lust science. And right. And so like I, I feel like this minute I have to I have to finally concede the longing look between them is too much for even my stalwart skepticism to handle and <laughs> i this is the moment yeah i'm gonna give you some some uh what's the word for it? maybe it's, i don't know if the word is for is credit or, or what but i think that when they very first meet right like when the moment she lays eyes on him yeah probably isn't immediately like now hey now i can settle down <laughs> hey little guy yeah, that's right, right. Right, hey, little guy. Exactly, but I do think hey, that, Steve like, can I call you my cat mascot? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if it's like a slider, right, like in like a video game or whatever, I think that she starts at science, and just every passing day, it slowly becomes because, like, when they're in the car, there's definitely multiple moments where she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit on this kid." You know what I mean? Like, I'm just gonna what, go for what, it. You mean like I'm when he says, "Hey, I know that awful. alleyway. I got my ass kicked in that alley." You <laughs> think that's really sexy? Like that's something she wants? I think it's I wanna, admirable. I want a piece is. of that kid. It's he's admirable, to yeah. her. <laughs> and it's also vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. But see, then it's even not even for science. It's it's maternal. You know, I want to yeah. I want to right. care for him. Right. Listen. The internet is very into calling people mommy these days, so <laughs> that might work out in Cap's favor I, still. You know? I think when he jumped out of the plane, she was like, whoa. Yeah, right. she was like, nah, I'm going to yeah. fondue with him yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just meat and cheese. Um, yeah. Cheese and, and, and chocolate. <laughs> Howard, Stark, Howard Stark goes, what's that? He's like, nothing. Don't worry about nothing. it. <laughs> nothing. I said nothing out loud. Peggy Clark's uh, external monologue. Um all right. All right. Well, since we're talking about things that uh, we are the stalwart defenders of, I am increasingly less of a uh, Captain America as a good example of hero guy on here. So mm-hmm. here's here's Gestion two. We're gonna skip. We're gonna save Gestion one for last. Um, do you think that Phillips not disciplining Steve in any way is fair slash right slash just slash sends the right message? Like he did save 400 people. Sure. For sure. But isn't he saying like, Hey, so if you all risk your neck and it works out, it's all good on Phillips's side. Well, yeah. Also, I think he probably read the third act and was like, Oh, there's more, (laughs) there's more movie. Uh, (laughs) This isn't the end of the show. (laughs) You know, he pans over. Oh, I mean, uh, nothing. nothing. It's Uh, another, it's another moment of comeuppance, right? Like he's the Mm. brash guy, even though, you know, for, for those of us with daddy issues, we know that we want him to discipline us in some way, shape or form. What we really get here is, is the, the guy coming to terms with the fact that this soldier, this boy grew up, this boy matured and did something grand. And, and he's, you know, Phillips himself is not beyond showering a claim in his own special way to someone who does something heroic. So why doesn't he return Steve's salute? I, I feel like that is so much the way that he reacts to these situations, because I mean, he's, you know, his it's all in his comments too, his snarky snarky comments. Faith, huh? Yeah. You know, it's the same thing mm-hmm. that he says to Erskine <laughs> earlier when he's just like, he's still small. You know, yeah. he's he very much is still too long. Yeah, he he very much has that um way of just like, Well, you're you were right, but you know, I'm still grumpy yeah. about it. And right. and so I mean, yes, I guess he could have disciplined him, and it's one of those situations where um I feel like maybe nowadays there might be like a discipline like a paper discipline that is right. you know there's officially you've right. been disciplined we've had to go through this process but you know we're not no one's really going to do anything about it right. but yeah. it's one of those also, things yeah who wants to be the guy that 
reprimands the man that just saved 400 in, in front of 400 sure. people like exactly right. sure. all and, the yeah, people I guess who, he is right. surrounded by yeah. yeah you know when you That's were a true. kid and you wanted your friend to stay over and your mom said no but then you go like come stand like with me yeah. or have your friend ask, 100%. right? Because then your parent can't say no, right? So like I feel like that's what it is. He's like, in front of all my friends, <laughs> am I in trouble? And Phillips is like, God damn it, no, yeah, buddy, see, you're fine. Did, didn't your mom ever be like, oh no, I'm sorry, sweetie, let me send you home now, and then you tur- she turns around and the fires of hell are blazing. In no, her eyes. I think it's more of that. that. For yeah. me, it was more like my mom was like, God, he has friends. Thank God. All right. Yep. You can stay. Please do. Um, do you want your own My room? mom also listens to this show. I don't have so, to, yeah, I don't no, have to she's, pay you. She's, she's, she's going to text me and be like, I, I wasn't like that. You know, come on. Be fair. <laughs> Andy, I don't have to pay you. What kind of relationship did your mother have with your friends? And if you sign up for Patreon now, you too. <laughs> you can be my friend. <laughs> but I also feel like with Phillips, like, you know, the other thing is that, like, it was what you were saying of, like, comeuppance, right? Like, the way that Hodge looked down on Steve and stuff like that, and, like, Baby is still frustrated. I think that Phillips, just the day before, said that the best thing about Rogers came out of a lab. Right. Right. And then he shows up having saved the people because he said, I'm going to break the rules because I know this is right. Because you're saying that the best way to save them is to end the war. But I know that we could just go do it. And right. so he, he he went with his gut and he did what he knew was right. And he did end up saving them. And he proved that it wasn't just what was in a bottle that made him great. And th- I think that's the moment where he realizes that Erskine was right about Steve Rogers. And so that's yeah. why he goes, you know what? This one's for, this one's for our, my buddy Erskine. I'm not going to do anything. You, you're right. You did a In good a job. In a deleted scene, he, he did the grenade test one more time just to be sure, but <laughs> <laughs> grenade again. They're all, they're all clapping and he says, grenade. <laughs> I also, I, I also like to think yeah. there's another deleted scene where he goes back to his tent and he's got a bottle of schnapps and he pours himself a schnapps yeah. and, and toasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a good scene. Yeah, Before he, he figures out a way to get that uh, typewritten document, like he's getting out the whiteout because he doesn't want to waste paper. He's like, all mm-hmm. right, let's see. <laughs> Cut out Was Rogers' name, not? and then let's see. Fill yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Think about how many, sorry, real quick, sorry, not to keep dragging this out, but think about how many condolence letters he wrote the day before yeah because yeah. he just told cap i've been writing these letters all day and then they all showed back up and he's like we just sent out the mail that was the- oh no like <laughs> Does all those need scrap people paper yeah please <laughs> Some, wait, someone go to the post office right now yeah. <laughs> all right last one steve here we go Get my JK stationery out because we have some mail to send <laughs> april fools <laughs> army prank this is hazing <laughs> Um, if you know anything about this man's army, you know we love to joke about. <laughs> this letter is to follow uh, up I'm, on our I'm great japes from yesterday. Chester Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In in Europe, November 3rd is uh, the prank day. Um, a lot of people don't talk about that. All right. So now, what they now we can. Uh, Der Pranken day. Pranken tog. Pranken um, <laughs> yeah. You know, what, funny no. story. Hydra started out as just a, a group that did pranks and it, and things escalated. So. <laughs> on, on like subways? Don't know that. They did a lot of live performance yeah. artwork? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm with They're like a flash mob. And yeah, it's a flash mob. Just a, right. a mob. And they right. <laughs> then it just, just became a mob. More, more of a flash mob. What's, um, what's so weird is that's where Michael Jackson's <laughs> thriller started. It was a German right. flash mob yeah. prank from the 1930s. And they splintered Dare off. Thriller. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dare Thriller. Yeah. Dare Thriller Yeah. The Vincent Price monologue was done by Schmidt. It was, it was. bone chilling. Um, so, all right. Now, the the question that I always start with, with is how can we learn more about uh, all of our biographies based on stuff that happens in this scene? So here's the final and first question, and also a question, I guess. Um, have you ever been called out for something? I, I use the word superficial here, but you know what I mean. Like a crush that you were able to smooth over and save face by being like, it's not a crush. It was that I had faith in, in, in him and it's not that at all. Um, has that ever happened in your life? I'm going to say that Colin should answer first to put him on the spot and give you two the chance to think Colin, go. 
Sure. Uh, not exactly that same situation, but I have certainly been called out for a crush fairly recently yeah. on this podcast uh, mm. where uh, someone who I've been always trying to make sure that I'm you know, leaving certain things out of the podcast to you know give uh, whatever the word for it is, anonymity or hey, privacy Rachel. or whatever. Uh, yeah. And then immediately I we did an episode where uh, I was told I was not allowed to answer the question and only our guest could answer the question of who are your top three <laughs> It had nothing to do with the rest of the podcast. It was just something very fun for James <laughs> as I was sitting there going, okay, well, I have a favorite We recorded um, that on November 3rd and uh, <laughs> I didn't tell you guys why I was doing that, but. That's diabolical. Yeah, it was fun. It was super fun, and was uh, yeah, Daniel answered too. So that was that was good because yeah. Colin couldn't say a thing. Colin, I'm do you want to take us? To, no, I'm joking. No, I, Andy, do do you? I don't think I. I don't think I have any that I can think of. And honestly, like the world of crushes is like so long past me now that. And I, it doesn't have like, to be like a crush, or is it like right. you. Uh, you did that because you like the the Mets. You don't like the Mets, or you, you know the Mets aren't actually good. You're just a Fairweather fan or whatever, and you're like, no, mm. they're really gonna do it this year or whatever. I cannot think of a single thing where like I was able to where somebody called me out on something because I have been called out, but then I was able yeah. to pivot it. I'm I'm really terrible at those sorts of things, and it's I'm that I'm the person who's always like I think of it like days later or even right. sometimes yeah. it's like even just five minutes later it's like well it's already too late and it's like <laughs> that, oh, that would have been the perfect thing yeah. <laughs> say, yeah, say, say it again real quick and then oh, yeah, here's exactly, my slam exactly. I can pivot when you said- in a podcast but I cannot pit, like in that kind of moment the anxiety hits like the roof and I go ha, ha, what crush <laughs> it's like I don't have a crush it's, that's crazy you know. <laughs> I just um, always use the old standby. Look, Abe Vigoda. And then I run yeah. out of the room when everyone turns their <laughs> what, What's that watermelon doing? It is a crush. Um, <laughs> gosh, this is... Uh, oh, uh, well, uh, it, when I was in uh, middle school, uh, I was um, sort of uh, dating a young woman who is uh, wonderful. And uh, it, it all fell apart because of Sean. Sean started outing us in in uh, letters and on the bus to a trip to a school trip to New Mexico we were staying at the abominable snow mansion and we were getting <sighs> wicked sugar highs on these Japanese sugar pills that were like amped up sugar pills from uh, Dario uh, and his sister Yu they were exchange students they brought them from straight this was straight like mainline Japanese sugar and then Sean outed us that was good and we- <laughs> <laughs> and and it and our relationship fell apart for many many years uh, until uh, after college we and we fell in love again and got married and we've been married ever since I know that's the whole story but it all nearly it pivot. was all torn to pieces because of Sean and he is now a mortgage broker and I think he drives he's in New York City and he makes a godzillion dollars a year and she probably should have ended up with him. But <laughs> podcasts are cool too. That's all I'm saying. He's looking at yeah. his his uh, penthouse apartment with his towel draped over his shoulder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Somebody just shoulder checked him. I'm sure. Yeah. So I uh, I I, I want to contribute my own. This is a non pivot. We're I'm changing the. the I'm going to. Are you going to change that, the uh, question we've after we've yeah, yeah, answered it? I, this is my question, so like I can kind wow. of just sort of uh, saunter in. Uh, <laughs> Immortifying interactions that I had no idea what to say is is the is the question mm-hmm. I'm going to answer. Great question, James. Here's the answer. Um, I was a freshman in college, and I kept seeing this girl across. Like she'd be walking down the hall or sitting by herself near where I was walking, and there was no one around. To the point where I started being like, "This is ridiculous!" Like looking around, like. This is crazy. How are we keep running into each other? Then my friend in my chemistry major was like, my friend says that you're being really creepy to her. And I was like, who are you talking about? And she's like, my friend, you know, Susan or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And she's like, she said that you're making like creepy smiles at her all the time and like staring at her from across the way. I'm like, what are you, what do you mean? And then 
that girl walked up and I was like, oh no. Uh, well, uh, and then I guess I just walked away because I was like, there's no explaining. I wasn't, I thought we were sharing like a joke. I'm not. Right. This is, we this is we such a like like joke. Homer Simpson's like back into the fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that exactly. classic thing where you wave to someone because you see them waving and realize that it's behind <clears> you. It's to the people behind yeah. you. Very Spider-Man one, you know? But it's, it's like it's like that plus that uh, Mitch Hedberg joke of you should never wave to someone because what if they don't have an arm? Like it's like also an insult. <laughs> Jesus, they'll think you're showing off. Is the is the the rest of that? Like look at this. Look at what I got, motherfucker. This thing is handy. Um, I don't think he says handy because that's a pun, but that's my own. Uh, that's your own editorial. Remix. That's the James remix. That's um, good. So I think. I think that's all that I have. Does anyone else have anything else uh, before we move on to uh, some social throwing media? The chid, oh, well, throwing the kid in the river? I did, I did have the question about um, the relationship that, uh, that we have yes. between Phillips and, and Agent Carter because yes. he says to her after you know, he kind of uh, boots, uh, boots his other guy out so that he can kind of chat with her in private, uh, and he, he says, um, uh, gosh, what does he say? Um, I took a chance with you, Agent Carter. And, yeah. and so I, I don't know. I just, I have been very kind of curious about the, their working relationship and who hired yeah. who and how did she end up here and like all of these mm. things. Because, and I don't know if, if in all of your research, because maybe you can help us out as we kind of get into all of this, <laughs> um, what the, what their working relationship is. Because it's, I, I kind of had a sense that she came over to work as part of this, uh, this group you know, the SSR and, but I didn't feel, and I felt like he was the one who was kind of put in charge of this thing to kind of make it happen. And he, he's the one who had to go talk to the senators to get the money and all that stuff, but it was kind of Erskine's thing. And so I kind of always felt like she was here through him. And so I get, I don't know, I guess I was a little confused by that. I I wanted to see what, uh, what everybody here thought about that. Yeah. I know that she, um, we've covered her. She starts off at the SOE, which is the British, like the, British intelligence sort of deal. Um, and then I think that, yeah, they, they found the SSR. It always, it always makes me scratch my head when it's like, here's the U S army. And also this British agent that is a liaison for the allies. Like, I I agree. I think that Erskine, Erskine was like the, boss and then phillips was sort of like american army representative and carter was like british representative but why was i don't know i go i go around in circles about that for sure well uh i have an official answer actually from marvel itself hey we like those um we're gonna uh tap in kevin feige here uh (laughs) yep and he said how do you keep getting this number i've changed it five times (laughs) yeah um he said i told you to stop calling (laughs) me um so uh, Colonel Chester Phillips was an officer of the United States Army and the first director of the, uh, of the Strategic Scientific Reserve. So he was the first director. So he would have hired Peggy Carter. Um, so Peggy Carter would have been working for him. And uh, not only was he Steve Rogers' commanding officer, but he was also one of the founding members of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which I actually did not know that. I didn't think he survived that long for some reason. But um, In apparently he was around for that. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so... He, let's see, hang on, I just had, he worked with Stark first uh, because they did, they recruited Howard Stark and they worked on developing weapons and stuff like that. Uh, And then they ended up hiring uh, Peggy Carter because they needed her to fly over Castle Kaufman while Peggy Carter, Peggy Carter, sorry, infiltrated the castle and got Erskine out uh, from Hydra uh, custody. Um, so she definitely showed her her gumption and her worth uh, as an agent and operative during that time. Gotcha. And I, um, I believe you can read about that in the Captain America, the first Avenger prelude comic. Yes. Yeah. And that's where that all comes from. Yeah. Um, and so that that's when uh, the four of them uh, hatched the idea of Project Rebirth. Um, and then uh, they uh, brought in 20 subjects uh, initially for Project Rebirth who Erskine completely rejected. And so they had to do right. a second round. They and that's were all the Hodges. 
Pretty much, yeah. It was, it was uh, Hodge. 1940s Mets. Hodge one, Hodge two, Hodge three. Yeah. Um, Hodge, Hodge four height. It was a real hodgepodge. Oh, oh, there, oh, there it is. That was by probably the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, almost certainly. Um, Top 40 for me, but bad mm, for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, can we, so hold on, that, one second. Can we go back to a, abominable snow mansion as yeah, that was a really good. That's line. very, very good. <laughs> if we titled episodes with titles, things yeah, from the show, that would certainly be yeah. the abominable. That would snow certainly be, would be it. Japanese sugar pills or, or whatever would like, <laughs> would also I think it'd be, be like, way too the, late when Colin said <laughs> that's cocaine. <laughs> it took <laughs> way too long to register that that happened. Yeah. Uh, but I look yes, at titles like that as like the symbol crash yeah. at the end of the episode. The, yeah, the totally. closest to the end I can get it. Does so sorry, but to, to just to double check, did that answer the actual full on question? I I hope that that made that that answered it, but I don't know if it fully answered the question about the relationship between the two of them. I, I guess it does because he does say, "I took a chance with you, Agent Carter," and so that's right. what I you know. I mean, he obviously took a chance with her, but I mean. It's interesting that this is the point where he's questioning all of that, even though she successfully got Erskine out. You know, she kind of like you know, pulled all of that another off. Thing, sorry, I was going to say, another thing that I guess, I don't know if you ever watched the Agent Carter um, television series or not, but part of that show dives into her history of joining the SOE, which is definitely where he probably would have found her. Um, and so that is probably how he finds her and then takes a chance on her because that is a very different type of operation than the U.S. has been running. Yeah, so yeah. I think that he's talking about the European let's go after Hydra thing. I don't think he's possible. talking about her being in SSR and Project Rebirth and all that. I think, cause I think it'd be weird if he's like, well, one of the founding guys is dead. Howard Stark is off in France probably. I'm in charge now, even though we all four of us sort of did this together. But if, right. if he's talking about, remember back when mm. it was like, hey, what's Hydra? They're a cult. Let's go get it. Right. That's and true, then, because he was supposed to be this, you know, war yeah. guy. I mean, and, I mean, he's still in the war, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Because Peggy fighting Carter is an agent. The main fight. So right. she doesn't necessarily belong, belong, you know, Agent Carter, the entirety of the show Agent Carter is belong in heavy air quotes like right. you know Peggy Carter just going up against all sorts of men telling her where she belongs but right. this is the start of that it's like a prequel um but like i think that if he's talking about bringing her into his division as like mm. a liaison and then she goes and basically does this crap with like let's let's get a plane let's fly over let's risk lives and all this stuff that i could understand him being like i took a chance on you letting you be in Europe as opposed to back in Alamogordo. That would make more sense, I suppose, because I mean, they have been working together for years by this yeah. point. And so right. it's weird to like throw out something like that. Like, I can't believe that I took a chance and hired you after having right. worked with them for years successfully, right. you know, yeah, <laughs> he's like, just angry. Yeah, it's, he's I, just, I've never liked the you. one thing. Yeah. It's the one thing that he thinks he can use to like really dig at her because he's like, gosh, he has a perfect track record. How is that? <laughs> well, I just go great. back to the start. Yes, right God, from yeah. the start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I, th I, I mean, think so that's I good. think yeah. that it's it's weird because he, I think he respects her a lot, mm -hmm. but she's in his area now, right? And so it's like. I think they're hey, both kind of in each other's areas. I yeah. think yeah, I think I think that's the issue is that there's it's a Venn diagram and they're both now in the middle and there's a right. lot of uncertainty there. Right. Um and but we do see a lot more of it as the movie progresses for right. sure. And you know, she's a woman in the 40s so it's like she's running the same race with an orthopedic boot on, but they are in each other's area uh you know, nominally. Yeah. Um, right. My other question, my other question I have here, yeah. sorry, is is no, do yeah, you think no, that the division would have actually been shut down if Steve had died? Like, do you think they would have yeah, they would have sure. been using Howard though? Because I mean, Howard's still involved, right? Do you think that they still yeah, would, would this have been have using been the end of Howard? Would it or or would they have just closed the mm -hmm. SSR and just gone into just military development then? When he says division. Does he mean the hundred and seventh or SSR? I, I think don't know. military. If he means the hundred and seventh, I, I think They're that's very... just like due to lack of 
Yeah, I think we have it's Hodge. kind of the same. That I think, guy. but it's the that's it's the, the funding thing. thing. Like the 107th is just a, right. I mean, it's a military division that's just serving over there. Right. But yeah. I feel like if, just, if they're talking like about Menudo, funding, they'll keep bringing more people. Right. Yeah, because they're right. he's writing a letter to the senator who's getting the funding together. So right. I feel like right. I, I I just kind of feel like you know it's like a joint venture. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what's happening is it's the SSR with the U.S. military, which is why he's also the director uh, in this situation. So because I think it's the only way that the U.S. government was going to be like, yes, absolutely. Go for it. So I think what's happening is, is that the 107th would be essentially like redesignated mm-hmm. to like probably a different camp, a different yeah. war zone, a different whatever. Uh, and the SSR itself would shut down and they would also be redistributed. Any of the U.S. military uh, personnel that are within the SSR. But there's definitely citizens, citizens, civilians um, like Howard Stark that are in there who he does still have a contract with the U.S. government sure, yeah. uh, for the for for military uh, development. So he's probably he's fine. fine. He's yeah. probably still going to be there. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously he continues to make weapons no matter what anyway. So. Yeah. Right, um, yeah, right. And that's not going to haunt anyone else. Someone should take him out <laughs> in <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like 70 years. No, 50 years. Speaking of really old, nobody mentioned how sexy the Royal KHM 1937 typewriter is. Super typewriter. I, if only Tom you know Hanks what, were here, he, we could talk about typewriters. I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> that's so funny. Is there an international film typewriter database that I could look up? And then I forgot. <laughs> So please say that. I, can you say that again and tell? It is. It is the Royal KHM 1937 issue. It was essentially an update of 1933's Model 10. Uh, the difference was there was a touch lever on the in on the back of this new model that that uh, allowed you to adjust the touch of the of the weight of the typewriter against the paper. And there's a little indicator on the side, uh, but it was used a lot because it has very easy ribbon to replace and repair. Um, yeah. and you don't have to move anything; it's just the canisters are right on top. Right. Um, and a different model of this uh, this Royal typewriter. Um, but very, very similar era was used in Agents of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., the Leviathan communicator device. Oh, was mm, that was yeah. similar typewriter, but okay. it, it had an, a lid that comes down on top of the, right. the ribbon cassettes. So uh, there you go. Oh, it's really funny. We were talking about uh, Tommy guns uh, mm-hmm. and the scene where the old lady has the Tommy gun underneath the... Chekhov's Tommy I, I think we call yeah, them Tommy, 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 Tommy Lee Guns in this episode. Tommy Lee oh, Gun, right? Yeah. He was the That's singer good. for... Um, <laughs> Regrettable, but I'll allow it. <laughs> you didn't finish that one? You bailed I, on that I bit. forget who... Anyways, he directed <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, <laughs> Tommy Lee James uh, Gunn. Tommy Lee James Gunn? Tommy Lee James Gunn. <laughs> That's very um, good. That's a collaboration between the Motley Crue guy. And, um, all right, so... We were talking about the difference between the Tommy gun they, that she had there and the Tommy gun they used back in 1931 in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and it was basically that it was a 1921 version in that she had in this movie. And then they had an updated version in uh, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And the only updates were like wildly similar to what you just said about this typewriter they changed the number they put a, a stamp over like the the year and we're like no it's a 1940 or 1937 now or whatever yeah and they added a weight to the trigger so you couldn't pull it as fast because there was a regulation about that it is hilarious to me how similar to that typewriter update Wait. like you have a little bit of a weight adjustment yeah we've had gun regulations in this country before yeah and then we had a world that's war crazy. so that's wild i mean I think we can anyway, all draw the conclusions. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> the government is knocking on my door as we speak, so... Hey, what's, what's going on in there? Yeah. Um, um, that was me as the government. It's either the last episode I put out or the one that I just finished editing. We're recording this on July 17th, 2022. We quite literally just mentioned, too bad we don't have Tom Hanks here to, to <laughs> fill, this, fill us in on yeah. that. So the fact that you pulled that out, like I was just like, wow, that was... So fast, like like yeah. just you know, same brain. It was I, it's World War II and typewriters. I think that he actually yeah. is contractually obligated to be mentioned. To be mentioned, yeah. No, of course. It yeah. all all of this is spoken in honor of Tom Hanks and his love of typewriters. And just to confirm the the Agents of Shield uh, edition, I did I, I do have that. It is the KMM, and it was released in 1939. 
uh, and it is mm. just a little bit, so just a little bit later, that era. That was the, the you know, Leviathan. It had the, the, Leviathan, that remote yeah. control feature Tal- that the no talcum, one really talked about. <laughs> right, no talked right about. the talcum powder. Where you put a laser. Cross, cross, uh, yeah, the, the cosmic cube communicator, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Dial up was very different back then. Very different. Oh, yeah. Bing Crosby sang it, actually. (laughs) Anyway, uh, shall I throw the kid in the river? Is this the time? Gents, Pete and Andy, so you're the first people that we've recorded with since Colin decided that instead of let's move on to social media, we're going Mm -hmm. to say, shall I throw the kid in the river, which is an (laughs) Because we said that in the episode and then we forgot about it. The kid gets thrown in the river with. Hearing it in situ as as I am with these yeah. guests and, and everyone in front of the whole hundred and seventh. Yeah. That's yeah, four hundred some uh, people can, that Corporal, can that can you please leave for a second? Uh, <laughs> I just need to have some words with Agent Carter here. <laughs> uh Agent all right. Carter. Well then I guess I guess I won't throw the kid in the river, even though he can swim. Um good. I can't <laughs> I love that line so much. Uh all right, let's Let's get out of this one and into the literal next scene in just a moment Mm. here. So uh, thank you so much for checking out Timeline Scavengers. If you want to follow our show, you can follow it at Timeline Scav on any form of social media. You can also follow the network that we're a part of at Scavengers Net. If you want to find me and talk to me about why I shouldn't be throwing kids into rivers, uh, follow me at Colin M. Parker. Oh, no, Uh, you've just been banned. Sorry, Colin. Oh, shit. Okay, well... They'll never find me. I'm <laughs> private right now. Uh, and then, James, if people want to tell you why I should be throwing kids in river, where can people talk to you? Oof. Uh, that is Kyle V. Turner. Um, nope. And then, okay. Unabashed uh, that is James. At unabashed James. Don't, you know, use your use your common sense, people. Come on. Yeah. No, no, no. Obviously, this is Diagrams, a mostly. Uh, and then uh, to our guests, Andy and Pete, is there anywhere in particular you would like people to follow you and or your show? This is so weird, but it's throwthekidintheriver.com. I, had I known oh, this was going to yeah. happen, very... I, I, I would have offered it to you first. First, first Tom Hanks. Hanks. That's yeah. why our paperwork keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs> No, you could go to uh, marvelmovieminute.com and you can uh, find the show and all the episodes and download it and all that good stuff. You can also find us on Twitter, which we loosely use uh, at Minute Marvel and over on Facebook, which we also loosely use. uh, The group over there is the Marvel Movie Minute Podcast Executive Lounge. Very, very fancy. Very nice. Most yeah. most of uh, our stuff is in com is, is, is in, not taken yet. Well, not yet, but I just yeah, I'm ready to enter my credit card number. Uh, <laughs> I uh, you can most of the goodies on uh, with our communities in our Discord channel, and a lot of that is locked up behind the uh, the, the member gate. So um, you know if you if you want to see more, we've got a couple of channels over there, and I think you can just go to well, I don't know you can find it on the website. There's a a link to jump into the private or to the public channel and and join yep. what we're doing over there. The Marvel Movie Minute website is gorgeous. And when we were on for Thor, I felt very proud to be able to direct people to a very, very gorgeous webpage uh, with lots of cool, like, graphics and stuff. I was, oh, that's kind of, you know, mostly we have to direct people to like the Scavengers Network website at scavengersnetwork.com. And it's like, I guess, but this one <laughs> Watch. is good. Thank you. Oh, that's all the person, who, the person who made like 90% of that is on this call. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of white and red dots. I gotta say that's okay. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was in the middle of also buying throw the kid <laughs> river.com, <laughs> uh, which is going through as we speak, which I think is hilarious. Um, and that is definitely going to redirect to something. I'm not sure what yet. That but is amazing. I did not um, know that I was meeting my long lost sibling <laughs> on this show tonight. No idea, I but I realize we are related somehow. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't tell you how long Pete held on to. I find your lack of faith.com because of some joke that we made on a podcast. Oh, we made that. I held I paid for that ago. for That's years. <laughs> faith, huh? I find your lack of faith.com. <laughs> Bad joke, but um, I stuck with it, man. As, a fo- as opposed I like to, it. I find your lack of crush.com. Just tying it back right. in. Tying it back in. That's, <laughs> that's very good, yeah. 
Uh, well, uh, thanks that's for tying it back in. I don't have the right soda on stock. True. Okay. Nope. Like that's that's why we definitely have to get out of this one. So thank you for tying it back in just in time for us to say goodbye for now, and we will see you very soon. I you have you're making a face which reminds me that I did not thank Nick Bermald. Uh, so that's something that I have to do, which is Nick Bramald at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D and Nick Bramald composer.co.uk. Because just like most of the people in this movie, he's from across the pond. He also uh, recently updated his uh, Instagram, Instagram story. Instagram. I saw that same thing. I got that same notification. I thought he sent us a message. and I, was I thought nervous. so as well. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. No. Uh, all right. Now I can say thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you all on the next episode. Uh, as always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. I'm Pete Wright. And I'm Andy Nelson. Until next time, true believers. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.